get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back, episode 198 of the What Up Though Podcast. Yep, we're back on time this week. On time this week, and well, sort of. Well, <laughs> a day late, a day later, but you know, but we're like Jesus. It's the same week, though. We're like we, Jesus. We we, 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 the, we might not always be on. Well, no, what, what's the, what's the Jesus thing? That's not Jesus. No, no, it is <laughs> like a thing. Commercial, like no, it's a Jesus like, thing. Like Jesus thing. He might not be there when you need him, but he always on time. Something like that. I that was like AAA or some shit. Ah, no. That's Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. a, yeah, nigga, that's Jesus, though. Okay, okay that was Jesus. That's, that's fair. <laughs> the name of the episode, yeah, nigga, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. <laughs> no, that's AAA. Well, no, I'm pretty sure it was Jesus who said that. Well, we got our, uh, <laughs> our, cigar, our cigar buddy, Ed Rod, in the, in the audience, in the, the audience of one. Uh, and we've been, uh, we just actually just jumped right in it. We've been uh, watching the Dems debate, um, the second one. Uh, yesterday, like you said we've been watching them debate. Oh, the, like, them who is them? The, the, the Democratic, you know, I, I'm so used to been looking at the uh, the hashtag Dems debate. Oh yeah. Uh, so we've been watching Democratic debate. Uh, second day, uh, the first day was Elizabeth Warren and a bunch of other people. <laughs> who, who's the uh, who's the notable people for the first day? Um, Elizabeth Warren, like you said. Um, Cory Booker. Mm. Um, fuck, why am I drunk? Oh, Beto O'Rourke. Uh, that's pretty much it for the, like, the quote-unquote notable people. Um, and then just a bunch of other randoms. Yeah, it was other ran- randoms that some had decent showing, some didn't. But like as far as notable people, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so I tell, I tell myself, like, I don't really feel like spending my night watching this. I'll just watch it at work. So I get so I end up doing some other. I was like cutting the grass, doing some other shit with the wife, and then I'm like, bet I'll just watch it today. You know, during during the work, I'm like, what what better time to watch it when I can get paid to watch it? Uh, so I found the stream that had the whole debate, and everything. And then fucking work happened, <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to even watch. I started watching, uh, and I got to I think the first question was better or work, and that just pissed me off because he just. He was just incapable of answering. I don't even know what the question was. But they gave him 60, 30 seconds or some shit or 60 seconds. And then she says, uh, well, I'm going to give you 10 more seconds because I want you to answer the question directly. Yes or no. And he still didn't answer the question directly. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? I get to this at some point. And then My I man was like, I'm, a, I'm not going to answer the question in Spanish. And maybe they won't know that I'm Bro, not answering the question. So what was the whole <laughs> Spanish thing? Because he wanted to some Spanish shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Him, Cory Booker, and Julian Castro all spoke Spanish at some point in that segment. And I think it was just because they were in Miami. So, you know, it's mad Spanish-speaking folks in Miami. So, I mean, that's probably the only reason, but that's, that was still funny. It was, was like, re- ask this question. And it was, <laughs> Answer this question, please. See. Si. Uh, <laughs> how, how, how was the reaction to the people when they started doing the Spanish responses? I mean, the people was like, I mean, nobody really said anything, but like the reaction online was kind of crazy. Okay. Like people were like, "Who's gonna speak Spanish next?" Like, what? Like people from tonight's debate were saying shit like, "Well, I guess I better brush up on my Spanish for tomorrow." <laughs> like, like okay, that's that's weird. Yeah, being that you actually watched it, uh, who 
who really stood out uh, yesterday? Um, Elizabeth Warren had a great night. Uh, Julian Castro surprisingly had a great night. One of the B team folks that actually had a strong showing. Um, Cory Booker did okay. Um, I feel like there was one other person that had a decent night, but uh, it paled in comparison to tonight's performance, which is uh, not surprising. Like a lot of people were saying that yesterday's folks were the, the JV team and tonight was varsity, and that's true. Like the top five polling candidates, only one of them was on last night, which and four of them were, which was Warren, and four yeah. of them were on tonight. Which was which crazy. Is, uh, Biden, Bernie. Uh, Kamala and Pete Buttigieg, I believe, are the other the four of the top five. Which is hard tonight. for me to believe that. I mean, I know random shit can happen in lotteries or whatever the fuck, but it's hard for me to believe that it was actually a random uh, picking of the two different nights because it just seemed like it seemed like it would have been a good spread to have some of the guys, the main people tonight on yesterday and vice versa kind of mixing it up that's what made me feel like it was random because <laughs> like like why would you like top heavy one night well, on I purpose guess, i guess that's a good point i didn't even think about it that way uh-huh. yeah i mean it was it, it i do think it was probably random but it shouldn't have been because like i said i feel like people were kind of just like looking at last night like eh, i don't really know most of these people and then look at tonight like oh right. i know it a lot kinda, of these people kind of like going to the game going to a basketball game it's like you got the jv going and then you got the varsity next, so motherfuckers ain't even paying attention to the JV and shit. <laughs> right. And then the varsity come up, yeah. So, uh, so that's what I kind of read that uh, from a lot, a lot of the, a couple of people on Facebook, a lot of people online were saying that Castro and uh, Warren were pretty much the front runners. Um, some people said that Cory Booker was cool, but those are probably the only three people that were really named as far as doing decent last night. Mostly uh, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Like they were a lot of people were trying to push it they would they wanted to see a warren you know uh castro uh ticket um which is always kind of weird like who who just decides to want to be the, the the vice president when you're really going for president going to be the president <laughs> right because no one's like going no one they're doing they're, they're not doing vice president debates and shit you know <laughs> so it's like who just decides that obviously if uh for sake of argument um Elizabeth Warren, you know, gets that far and she, you know, decided to choose somebody, that'd be cool. But what if he doesn't want this shit? What if he want to be fucking president? It's like, fuck that, I'm going to run anyway. I mean, but shit, if you lost, then, like, if you out, you out. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> And, I mean, it, it, it'll, be, it'll be entertaining if... I don't know, I can't really think of an instance where of the nominees, lately anyway, I'm sure it's happened in history, but, like, of the nominees that one of the pers- the person who who was uh, chosen to be the nominee, chose one of the other people to be their uh, running mate. Because I know people were trying to do that with, um, who was it? Uh, fuck. Um, I'm not going to remember, but I know that when, I think, was it Al Gore won the nomination? I think they were trying to have somebody he was running against be his running mate. Or maybe it was Obama, one of his times. I can't remember, but not, Ob- not Obama, but... um. No, yeah, I think it was Obama his first time. I think he tried to have somebody be his running mate who he was, uh, quote unquote, against. competing against at the at the time when he was running. But I don't yeah. even remember mm-hmm. who he was actually going against. Uh, that's a good question. But yeah, like who just concedes and say "fuck it," I'll just be vice president when you've been really pushing to be president or whatever. But but yeah, so tonight was spicy. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> for lack of better term, uh, a couple of people I wasn't not was not familiar with. Uh, the author, uh, do you remember what her name was? Was she was she the Williamson person? Yep. Okay, so and she had no fucking chance in hell. And then you had uh, she was absolutely horrible. Like I mean, yeah. like she was awful. Like what were you even thinking? Running awful. Like she to me was easily the worst of the twenty candidates. Like both nights. Like I didn't. I didn't like last night on the first night. I didn't think that anybody was like horrible. It was just like a lot of people were forgettable, and a couple of people had good nights. But like tonight, she was horrible, and um, Gillibrand was yeah. Kristen Gillibrand. Yeah, she was horrible. Gillibrand, she was uh, uh, Andrew Yang was horrible. Like it, it was. So, it was some people had some bad just, showings Andrew, tonight. The thing with Andrew Yang is that I just feel like he was just. He was just out of his league. Mm-hmm. And he was almost just too polite. And that's just not how you're going to make it with these debates and shit. And I feel like going into something like this, especially if you're um, somebody who's not experienced in this field, like like Williamson is a author. Fucking uh, Yang is like an entrepreneur or some shit. Like, like these aren't people who are, who are uh, accustomed to debates and shit like that. I feel like his team should have been like, yo, any moment you get a chance to say something, you need to hop just in. And he was just like, he was just chilling, dog. I mean, like, he, as much as it annoys me that they jump in, they say shit out of turn, they go on along. That's who fucking wins debates, the mm-hmm. people who get their voice heard. So no matter how fucking annoying it is, you still got to fucking do it. Like, you can't be, do, be polite and wait until they actually call you and shit. Sometimes you just got to fucking... Speak out, and like I say, as much as it annoys me, that's just how it is, though. And, and I mean, real talk, that's life. Like yeah. anything you want to be successful in, you probably gonna have to step on some toes to get to where you want to be at. Like you can't just like it's like the idea of like holding the door open for somebody. Like eventually, you gotta go through yourself, or everybody's just gonna keep walking through and keep walking through while you holding the door, waiting for the line to end. Like that's what he was doing, dog. He was just sitting there, he was just holding the door, letting everybody else come through and talk. Like you gotta, you gotta be like, all right, it's my turn now. It, it, I don't know. Every time I the the scenario of waiting and other people going, it always brings me back to office space when Milton was trying to get the cake. How you got two office space references in one I night? Know, Y'all I, didn't hear the first one, but yeah, <laughs> office space is always relevant. Um, but uh, yeah, he's getting he's passing the cake, and and next thing you know, he don't got no fucking cake. And, <laughs> and you know what happens then? He just burns the place down. So, yeah, um, didn't get no cake. Just got put in the basement. It took his stapler. Think I'll say people took a stapler. Like, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what was the other reference? We're talking about uh, oh, not going to work uh, here anymore. Naga, <laughs> uh, Naga, yeah. Actually, not going to work here anymore. I actually, actually know the pronunciation of his name because I used to watch the movie so much. And now I can't think of it. But, yeah, so you had Yang, who was kind of out, out. You had uh, Veronica Mars, who was kind of out. And then you had... Williamson, uh, who was you know, oh, and then the um, the former governor who's uh, he said he was a was he a scientist or some shit? Um, tall guy, to, uh, um, you talking about tonight? Yeah, tonight. Uh, fuck, um, Hickenlooper or uh, yes, the yes. old old him. dude. Yeah, look yeah, like him. he's like, like, shitting on himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was he the Captain Priest looking one? Um. No, nah, that was a uh, fuck. What's the name? The uh, the one. That, his name sound like Swallow. <laughs> oh yeah, he was the one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I didn't think. Um, I don't know. I I was distracted with Pete because it just the, the whole uh, 
uh, Mad uh, Magazine like <laughs> look just kept getting to me, and he just didn't seem to say anything that was really substantial that anyone else hadn't said or anything. See, so. I I like him like mm-hmm. as like as a person, um, and he said a lot of good stuff, but he didn't really he wasn't really fired up or passionate, and I think that's not probably not going to go over too well. Like it because it makes you forgettable. Like you, if you just stand there calmly and say like say like good say good stuff, it's like oh cool that, yeah that's a good comment. But like that might be good for the people who are already into it. But you need to bring that energy to bring in people who might not who might be watching the debate kind of passively. Like oh let me see what's going on here. Yeah. And if you're like a boring kind of just like yeah I'm just here talking, you're not gonna resonate with like people who are not really heavy into politics. So like I feel like he. I've, I, as someone who who pays close attention to it, feel like he had a good showing. But like speaking from a perspective of somebody who might be just like watching it, just just with like no thoughts really going in and doesn't really know anybody, and is just watching how this debate goes, he was kind of forgettable just in his presentation. Yeah. So like I feel like that's that might hurt him. Whereas conversely, um, I'm not a fan of hers at all. But Kamala Harris had the best showing out of all 20 candidates on both nights. Like Kamala Harris fucking killed it. And I'm I was surprised by that. Like she like I mean I'm not I'm not surprised that she had a good showing, I guess, but like she had a much better showing than I expected. And she 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 went hard. Like she's one of those people that um especially in like the black community, like the black community is really only the black community is thinking, okay, fuck Trump on one end, but then they're also thinking like, okay, who are we gonna vote for? Obviously they're gonna gravitate toward the two black candidates and they're going to gravitate toward Biden because they associate him with Obama. So she's going to have her support in that capacity, but like she probably won over a lot of people tonight to her, to, to support her, which is why it was smart for her to plug her website at the end. <laughs> oh yeah. That's always, and I Cause I'm like, too, people are going to go to that shit tonight. Yeah. That. And then I think and you, at some point you got to go at somebody on, on the stage. Yes. Like you got to come at somebody like I missed and I was, and Biden you, I, was that guy. And so, right, so like I, but, you got, he's the front, he's, he's the leading candidate right now in yeah. the polls. Like you kind of got to come after him. And it's she, almost, it's like, it's like being, he's just new in jail and you got to go beat the biggest <laughs> motherfucker up. <laughs> he just walked into the biggest motherfucker. That's a perfect fucking and, analogy, and, dog. And just suck the shit out. You may lose that fight, but you, but you go get some respect though. Shit out, dog. <laughs> that was Kamala, dog. She came in like, I'm about to knock his head off, dog. She, she came after him, dog. I was, now, I was impressed. She, now, I, I was changing since we were sitting out on the patio, and I was coming in to turn on TV. I missed her exchange of what she was like coming to him for. Do, do you she was coming in on race shit. Like I was kind of like in and out too because I was packing up my stuff to uh-huh. bring it in here. Yeah. But she was coming after him on race shit. Oh, so okay. like kind of like talking about how he, um, he used an analogy uh, last he week. Came to her two first, though, right? No, no. He he was talking about. I think they were just talking about race shit in general, and she brought up the fact that he was saying that he uh, was able to work with a couple of senators back in the day who were known for like being segregationists. And I, I was listening to a podcast last week, and they were talking about one of the guys that he mentioned that he had worked with was somebody who is a heavy, heavy racist, like like really out there racist. And he was like, and his whole point. The thing is, is like his point was was solid because his whole point was that I can work with people 
and bring people into the fold who I don't agree with was his point. But like what irritated me about it is that as a front runner in the party and as the former vice president, you should know better than to make that point by citing heavy duty racists. Like, like you, yeah. I'm certain he's probably worked with people that he disagrees with who weren't racist and he could have just used them people instead. Like you could have just stayed off the fucking topic, like, and just went on to some other <laughs> shit. Like you just, you don't bring up random races and shit. Yeah. Like, like I can work with people I don't agree with. I've had dinner with the clan. Like, bro, like, <laughs> you do it too say. much. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Me and David Duke shared uh, some sushi together. Uh, like, like, yo, yeah, chill uh, out. That's the, that's the chick. Candace Owens, the black chick. Mm-hmm. And she had was doing some speech and she was, I think she was in, she insinuated that, that Hitler was a good leader or something. And I was just like, eh, that's not really the person that you really want to reference. And, and, and that's the, and that's the, the thing about that too, is that like, <laughs> it is, it, it, there's, there's no good way to compliment Adolf Hitler. No. Like you, like you got, you just gotta, especially as a politician, you just gotta stay away from him altogether. Like, and the, the fact of the matter is Hitler was a very smart person. Like Hitler, was a I wouldn't say a good leader, but he was like a good strategist. Like he 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 played his role and what he was trying to do perfectly. Yeah, and, and like he nothing, was a brilliant yeah, like. There's in in the candid conversation. There's no there's nothing wrong with saying Hitler was smart. Right, but, but like where it stopped. as like, a politician, yeah, stay away from it all together. Right, Don't fucking right. talk about Adolf Hitler because there's no way you could present Adolf Hitler in any kind of a positive light and have it go over well. Because Hitler was a horrible, horrible, horrible person. <laughs> like, but he was a smart person who knew how to who knew how to manipulate people. And like, you can't you 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 can't try to present that in a positive yeah. light as a politician. Like Charles Manson, he like, was you should know better. Dumb. But right. like, nah, you, don't, you don't want to bring. You should There are a lot of people that you can reference as as brilliant there's tacticians many, and leave people, Adolf Hitler out of it. There's many people in our in our lifetime or before us who've done great things that you could pretty much reference and not have to reference Hitler or any other crazy person who's done wild shit to that extent. Yeah, like like we can live the rest of our the rest of our existence on this planet without mentioning Adolf Hitler. Like we just let that dude go. And like, so yeah, mentioning him is like, I could, I could probably count on my one hand the times I've had conversations about Hitler and I don't have to have any more right. <laughs> conversations. Uh, and I think, and probably more of those, co- the conversations I've had about Hitler was probably in relation to a fictional movie, which was uh, <laughs> glorious bastards. I think that most of the time I've had, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the conversations about Hitler, so I don't have that. Not going to say good things about Hitler, but Inglorious Bastards is my second favorite Tarantino movie. <laughs> but second to Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay, that's, that's fair. That's, I think that's probably mine. Yeah, it'd be Pulp Fiction, definitely. Yeah, probably Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards, uh, probably Reservoir Dogs. After that, well, uh, look. Uh, we gave. Let's not even bother diver, yeah. diverting into that. I yeah. could talk about Tarantino that, movies. Yeah, that is, we'll have a smooth three-hour podcast of me just talking about Tarantino yeah, movies. Definitely the tangent. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that was a, uh, yeah, th- th- there was support decision. She came after him about that, and yeah, she they went at each other hard back and forth. So that was dope, and it was dope. It was dope just because like it wasn't so much dope that they had the, that they had the back and forth, but it was more dope that she that she came at him so hard. And it's 
it ser- it serves a dual purpose. Like it it calls him out, but it also puts her like front and center. Like last night, after the debates ended at eleven o'clock, I was like, Julian Castro is probably gonna dominate the news cycle tomorrow. And sure fuck enough, every podcast that I listened to and every article I saw that talked about who had the best nights, every single one mentioned him. And he was somebody who was unknown by the vast majority of the population going into going into yesterday. And same thing for tonight. Kamala Harris is not an unknown, but I guarantee fucking T she's going to dominate the news cycle tomorrow even more than Castro did today. And already I got a push notification about talking about Kamala Harris, like a CNN article talking about uh, Kamala Harris is showing tonight. Like, oh, so that one quote is going to be, Ooh, that was a good catch. Oh, he missed it. Never mind. Uh, that's that one quote is probably going to be flying in the headlines all day tomorrow. Yeah, the food on the table quote is probably going to be uh, everywhere. Yeah, that was kind of um, corny. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was actually pretty corny. No, her. she told a story in her back and forth with Biden about um, him wanting to stop uh, uh, buses from uh, – what was it? Buses – some some shit about buses and picking up sc- kids from school and shit like that. Some kind of like uh, – segregationist type shit and then she hitting a story like she's telling a story about this little girl who takes the bus to school and then she's like that little girl was me like that's good that's gonna be the one is that little girl was me that's gonna be the that's gonna be the quote that we're gonna see tomorrow i guarantee it uh like she 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 killed it bernie was bernie had an underwhelming night um i think the problem with bernie at this point bernie has been bernie has been singing his greatest hits for 40 something years and the thing about that is that when Bernie was virtually unknown, those greatest hits were always falling on new ears. Now that he's one of the front runners, the greatest hits have been heard by everybody. So when he gets up there and they're like, hey, Bernie, can you talk about guns? And he goes, we need to change Medicare. Like, they'd be like, okay, bro, like, come on. <laughs> like, like, the top 1%, like, okay, we, we've heard this story. So it's like, I feel like he might have hurt himself by singing his greatest hits tonight. But, I mean, he still, I mean, you got from Bernie exactly what you expected. And he probably should have brought something a little new to the table. Well, I I, I, I agree. I think it's that. And I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But I feel like he uses such a long runway to get points across that I feel like he's not catching people's attention like he used to. Mm-hmm. Like you say, the, the newness of... Because they're ideas. all used to it. Yeah, and so he has this long-ass runway of, you know, it's like you give him 30 seconds, he may get to his point at 20 seconds, <laughs> and then he got 10 seconds to try to figure the shit out. But I think more of it is, like you're saying, he, he's been making these same points for years, and you got, you know, younger... Well, shit, everybody's going to be younger than him. <laughs> Uh, younger, you know, fresher people who, you know, able to, you know, communicate their points a lot, a lot more uh, effectively. And, and I don't see him, you know, going far. I'm, I'm actually starting to wonder about his odds too. Like I thought coming into um, people starting to announce their uh, candidacy for, for president that Bernie I'm like, okay, Bernie's going to come out. Bernie's going to be the immediate front runner. He's going to make all the loot, which he did. Like, when he first announced, it was like, bet, Bernie's back. Uh, Bernie immediately pulled in a shit ton of money. And I was like, yeah, Bernie's going to do his thing. But one thing that I'm starting to think about is 
the fact that I feel like the Democratic Party is moving toward a lot more. Uh, it well, it's already been uh, kind of like a progressive kind of party, but right now it's moving toward super super left, super super progressive, younger, more dynamic people. And I've, I'm almost wondering if Bernie is almost like aged out of the race at this point. Like, I feel like people are just going to be more comfortable with somebody who's saying the same, not going to die in office, and saying the same shit as him, but is younger and more dynamic. Like, I thought I thought somebody like Better or Work might be that guy, but that motherfucker was dry as fuck last night, not answering any questions and just or, being. Was that you? Uh, it had to be you or, or uh, um, your homeboy was saying how he, did, he looked sick or something. Like, yeah, that was me. Yeah. yeah, he looked sick, like. And I mean, like I said, I was like, uh, I was like, is is, is uh, I was like, is 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 Beto sick? Cause he he he's not looking too good. My my old boy thought I was saying like he looks sick, like like mad. Yeah, like, like I'm like, no, I mean literally sick. Like is he literally ill? But um, yeah, he didn't have he didn't have too great of a showing. Like I think a, a lot of people, I didn't expect the field of twenty to be cut down so dramatically after the first. Uh, set of debates, but I think it has been. It might be eight people now, it, if that. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like a, a good fourteen of these people can drop out tomorrow, like because they they're done, like they're done. Like the and one thing that I said is like there are some people who had some good showings, but by and large, the front runners are still the front runners. I mean, okay, cool. We could, we could count on right now, and I didn't even watch the first one, but based on anything I've read, so you could count out seven from yesterday. So it'd basically be just Booker. Warren and uh, uh, who's the other person? The, the headliner, Castro. Ca- How often they call him Chapo? <laughs> El Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> you racist. <laughs> so El Chapo. You could pretty much, unless there's another, unless there's a fourth person from yesterday that you could think of. Uh, everything I've read has pretty much been been Castro, Warren, and and um, Booker and Booker. And so, uh, who y'all waving at? Oh, Nick. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Those th- those three, and then the same front runners are probably can perfectly uh, acceptable to stay in the race: Bernie, Biden, Harris, Buttigieg, and um, no, that might be it. Yeah, I think Castro is probably one of the only B team members who could probably hang around and. Hang around a little longer, but after that, everybody else can just drop the fuck out. The top five plus Castro and, um, no, that might be it. The top five plus Castro. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, they the B team for what sure. Do you, what do you think? Do you think it's possible that that uh, Cory Booker can edge any of them? No. Yeah, I didn't think so either, but I was curious. I haven't read much about him, um, but. I mean, just the history. I didn't think he would, but I don't know if he said anything that would. Cory Booker is just too. What was his downfall? Because he had a he was strong in his what was it, what was it mayor or governor? Uh, mayor much, New like, Jersey. When when he became when he was mayor, he had this really strong push of you know of uh, uh, people behind him and shit like that. And then it's just like I don't remember what the downfall, what the drop off. Ain't nobody gonna hear what the fuck you saying, dog. You want me to swing the mic to you, bro? He got comfortable with his popularity and felt like they was gonna cruise him. 
No, you gotta be aggressive. You gotta be like a pit bull and grab that shit and run with like Kamala. She's running with that shit. You know, she got her name out there now. Even though she's fucked up in California, she's not letting that shit hold her back. She's still running with that shit. She's going for the juggler. Where he's kind of be cool, calm, collective. I'm the man. No, motherfucker. Bite, motherfucker. Bite somebody. You know, bite be aggressive. Somebody. Bite, bite somebody. somebody. Pull Kamala, Kamala biting motherfuckers. She don't give a fuck. He gives a fuck. He's trying to be like Barack. You, you're not Barack. You yeah. got to be aggressive. He's not aggressive. Yeah, um, I think I, I wouldn't say this is Cory Booker's da- like he did anything to uh, create a downfall necessarily like a certain thing you could point to. But I think that his problem is that he doesn't come off genuine like he'll get on TV and in front of cameras and he will be overly dramatic or start crying or just like turn up and it never feels real. It does feel like he's trying to be Barack like, oh, I can if I if I imit- if I do my best Barack Obama imitation, I can be good. And I, I, I remember a point where he was speaking at some congressional hearing. I don't know what, I can't remember what he was talking about, but he was being so dramatic. I wanted to give this nigga Emmy, dog. I'm like, bro, like you were doing the absolute most. And he started crying and shit. I'm like, and I tweeted or put on Facebook, I was like, Cory Booker about to run for president. Because I could tell he was trying too fucking hard. And sure enough, here he is running for president. And I'm like, I, could, I, I don't know. He just does not feel genuine at all. He was on Desus and Miro trying to be trying to be hood and shit. And I'm like, Are man. Are you serious? Yeah, he was on Desus and Miro. And they um, uh, they went to his his house, I guess. I, I don't know, wherever he lives. And they, you know, it was presented like he was in the hood or whatever. And they're like walking walking down the street and shit. And he got on like... He got on like sweats and like a t-shirt. Like he was dressed like he was like he just finished hooping. I'm I'm not even joking. He was dressed like he just finished hooping, and it just felt so fake. And I, I, I think that's what his downfall is that he don't feel genuine. And Kamala Harris don't either. And well, like I said, until tonight she 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 was dope, but like she didn't feel she didn't, she doesn't feel genuine either. And when the field narrows down. Like say if I, I, I doubt there'll still be twenty candidates when they when they come here next month, but um if the field narrows down to eight folks, seven folks, whatever, um, it'll be interesting to see if anybody comes after her for her uh some of the stuff she did in uh in California as attorney general. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but at the end of the day she had a good night, man. I was I was thoroughly impressed by her. Like yeah. she could help herself a lot if she if some of the shit she did, if she, like, expresses maybe remorse for it, like, yeah, you know, I was making some bad decisions, but I feel this way now. Like, if she could if she could sell folks who have some kind of idea of her record, she could, she could uh, do really well. Like, it'll be really interesting to see. I'm, I, I'm really interested to see how black people respond to tonight's debate because black people have been all about biden all about biden and i'm curious to see if black people who are all about biden watched tonight and are still all about biden how the fuck did he get rosario dawson as his girlfriend i don't know man he looks like a unsalted cashew i don't know how he fucking i don't know how he got rosario dawson bro no idea (sighs) yeah all right, well, um, I think 
if you want, if you don't mind, we could just go. We can go until we got a few emails. I mind. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> like, like, okay, cool. What else you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's just end it. Uh, <laughs> no, um, so yeah, we got a few emails from Baylor, so we're gonna play those, um, and then we'll we'll go from there. So let's see what this guy's talking about. What up, though? Your boy BTG. Uh, listen to the last seventy episodes y'all just uploaded this week or last week. Or whenever you niggas came back week. Um, so I heard y'all talking about what can y'all do to, you know, upgrade the podcast again. And I think we had the discussion before. And um, just listening to y'all ideas and stuff like that, you wanted, you were uh, asking if people wanted to hear about uh, how your week went and shit like that. Or should you... Should you share more of your talents in it? And I'm just going to tell you this. I think the one thing that y'all need to add to the show to make it better, nothing. Didn't I tell y'all this before? Sit down. Like, sit down. Y'all niggas is hard-headed, man. (laughs) The reason why people listen to certain podcasts is because it gives a different type of energy, a different type of mood. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told you guys before, when I listen to you guys... It's going to be some jokes, it is going to be informative, and it's going to be from y'all perspective. It's sometimes I don't agree with y'all, and it's sometimes when I agree with y'all a thousand percent. At the end of the day, we agree to, to disagree, we laugh and shit when we do agree, but everything is dope. You ain't got to change it. I feel like if you do change it for, for other people's opinions and shit like that, then the podcast is not real. You know what I'm saying? That's how you accumulate fans off of, you know, your personality, the way you were, I don't know, it's your personal upbringing and shit like that. It's different from everybody else's. We're dealing with the same type of social media bullshit every day, but the dope part about it is how y'all break it down and see it from y'all, pro- y'all perspective. Like, for example, Cardi B. I know Mike can't stand Cardi B. Oh, probably don't like Cardi B as well. I don't have a problem with her. But at the same time, it is refreshing when you hear somebody else's point of view and opinion about her. You know what I'm saying? That's how you get that's how you get the respect. So what do you have to change? I mean, other than just being consistent, nigga. Y'all stop trying to be a fucking family and come to this podcast world. <laughs> Sometimes I just disown my family. Like y'all niggas need to get out of my way. Y'all stopping my greatness. What did we learn here? Sit down. God damn, man. Them niggas is hard-headed. I'm sick of them niggas. They always trying to... <laughs> what? <laughs> Why'd he cut off accidentally? <laughs> but, real. I mean, I got the, I, I, I get the gist of it. Yeah. Uh, I love that nigga, dog. Baylor, man. He's my favorites, dog. But, yeah, man. I mean, I, I feel him. It's just... It's, it's hard to keep that message in mind when you 200 episodes in and feel like you're doing no better than you were on episode one. Right. Like, I mean, obviously that's not true, but like, I'm not, I, I, I didn't start this podcast with the, uh, expectation of becoming fucking Jesus and Mero and shit. Like, oh, we going to be on Showtime. Like I started cause it was what I wanted to do. I felt it'd be something I'd be good at. And I felt it'd be entertaining. And I do feel like we by and large live up to that. But there's also a part of me that's like, it's it's tough when you spend a lot of your day 
doing shit that you don't like. And when I say don't like, I don't mean dislike. I just mean don't like. As in, like, you're doing shit that you don't enjoy. Like, and it's like... Like work? Yeah that's, yeah, that's what I mean, work. And it's like, do I hate my job? No. Like, I... I and daily, I'm I'm conflicted in the sense of like, my job has been over the course of pretty much all 2019, insanely stressful, insanely stressful. I'm talking like, I started seeing a therapist. I'm like smoking weed every fucking day, drinking way too much, like putting on mad weight, all that shit, dog. Like to me, all that all that shit is symptomatic of the stress that my job puts on me. Conversely, I recognize that I have a good job. I make good money. I have a good status in my job. Like, like for all intents and purposes, I am quote unquote successful in my job. But when I spend like, uh, you know, two weeks off work for, you know, paternity leave or going on vacation or anything like that, when I'm doing shit that I enjoy, it makes me realize that you ain't really living when you're doing some shit that you don't really enjoy. And so it, then it makes me look at the podcast. Cause I'm like, I love podcasting. Like I love sitting and just talking, just talking shit. Like just w- about whatever the fuck man, just, and being real. Cause that's another thing. Like I got to go to work. I got to be somebody different. Like I, I'm not too far from myself. Like when I talk to my team and shit, like I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm mostly myself. Uh, I don't say mostly, but I'm a lot of myself, but like when we do this podcast, I'm a hundred fucking percent me. All the words, all the language, all the vulgarity, all the opinions. Like I don't filter shit on this podcast, and I love that. But I can't, I can't quit my job and do this because we're not, we ain't making no money off this shit. So it's like, do I feel like the podcast needs to change because it's flawed? No. But do I feel like there might be something we're missing that is stopping us from being more wide-reaching? Probably. Yeah, I agree. So, but what is that? And it's like, yeah, you know, stay consistent, keep doing your thing, you know, and and providing that unique, you know, Detroit perspective and shit. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you want to, especially at our age, man, like, you don't want to spend your life doing, you know, spending... 50, 60 hours a week doing some shit you don't really care about and then spending two hours doing something you like out the week. Like, I want to spend my whole week doing shit I like. I got three fucking kids, man. Two of them young as fuck. Like, I want to spend time with my kids. I want to fucking not be tired and stressed out and on drugs. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I got kids and shit, dog. (laughs) No, unfortunately not. I make it a point to not uh, not consume any of those things while, when I gotta drive, cause like that should be that'd be too much, dog. Uh, I, I, and that's such a I can ba- I can barely sit still on the couch like when I'm high. I'm like, I gotta be driving uh, driving a vehicle. That's a change. Shit. When I was younger, man, I used to be able to do shit like that and be good riding around driving. Now, dog, I can't do anything any of that shit outside of my house or somewhere where I don't have to get up and go nowhere. Like yeah. I was when I went up uh, uh, up north uh, a month or so ago, you know, I had a, a gummy and I was fucking toasted. And I'm like, man, if I had to actually leave somewhere other than this place, I would be sick, dude. Man, like, I thought about that shit one time, man. 
I was like high as fuck sitting on the couch watching fucking Jesus and Miro just laughing and goofing off. And I'm like, man, what if something happened and I had to go somewhere right now? <laughs> like, I gotta be fucked, yo. Like, yo, your son is sick. Take him to the emergency room. Like, oh, fuck. Fuck. Like, <laughs> Can like, he take an Uber? Call an Uber, right? <laughs> Can I meet him there later? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Did that ever cross your mind when uh, uh, the wife was pregnant? I wasn't doing this shit like that when oh, she was pregnant. Uh, okay. Like I mean, I got. I mean, it, back, at that time, it was like I could call it recreational. Yeah. Like oh, I'm only gonna do this on Friday night, uh, you know, because at that time, that was before uh, Diaz Amiro was on Showtime. I keep I mentioned Diaz Amiro like 43 times already, but like that's one of my favorite things to do is to watch Diaz Amiro while high. Uh, at that time, Diaz Amiro came on Monday through Thursday. And so my Friday ritual would be to get high and watch all the four episodes from early in the week at one time. Right. So I get high and watch them niggas for two hours, dog. I'm like, oh, this is dope. So, but that was it. Now it's like, I just need to fucking medicate every fucking day just to chill out and go to sleep, just to relax. Like, yeah. like, like when I went to go see my therapist one day after work, like I had to go pick up my daughter, take her back home, and then go back downtown to see him. And, like, my day was so hectic that um, – actually, no, this is a different day. It, it, my day was hectic so much that I didn't have time to take her home first. So I took her with me to the appointment. And I was so still, like, almost like adrenaline rush. Like, I was, like, really turned up. Like, not, like – not in a sense of, like, hype or anything like, like that. But just kind of just, like – just – I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe. But I was still, like, in a in a high adrenaline kind of state. And he was like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I was like, but I, you know, I just came from work. You know, I had to bring her and I'm explaining my whole day and shit. And he was like, you know, I, I, you know, I don't really do Saturdays, but, um, if you, uh, if you need Saturday, just let me know, man. Cause I don't feel like you really need to be coming straight here, straight from work. And I'm like, you know, that's cool. If you open up Saturdays, I'll do it, but I'm not going to ask you to do Saturdays cause I don't have any problem with this right now. But yeah, man, it, it. <laughs> That shit. I mean, that shit like, is new. It's kind of like if the the therapist suggested. It's kind of like, eh, maybe so. <laughs> yeah. No. I, and I, I told him I was like, if you open up Saturdays, I'll do it. But I'm not gonna ask you to open up Saturdays. Right. But yeah. So that no, that shit new. Um. I, um. Well, I'll ask you. Um. But I respond to to Baylor and I ask you a question. Um. Just picking back on just on changes or not changing. You know, I think it's one of the things you you know we spend a lot of a lot of time. A lot of effort, you know, tweeting episodes, recording episodes, trying to make sure it's, you know, out there for people who've been listening. We've been doing that five years now. And you just you just think after like five years you have, you know, a bigger fan base or you know, yeah. be a lot more. And so I think that's the kind of the frustrating thing. But I kind of I'm kind of with him, though. You know, if if we changed it to. To something that we didn't really want to do, it's like what's what's why is it worth doing anymore? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, right. Um, so you know that's that that was just kind of confirmation. So, what I'm enjoying is just your naturalness. You know how you guys just vibe off each other, and I know you guys, so I know how fucking. Ignorant y'all can be, how goofy y'all can be, how fucking <laughs> hilarious y'all are, and how y'all bring it naturally to y'all podcast. I, I think, don't know if you've seen podcast me. I mean, you see it now, but like, but I mean. well, you know what? It's 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 you, but it's not. It's it's you. 
And what I'm saying is, I kind of agree with do. Just do you. You know, whoever going to come, going to come. Who not, going to not. But your fan base is what it is because of who you are. And it's going to draw more by you being naturally you. You know, like just right now, you know, you guys, you know, you not all over the place, but you, 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 you start on one subject. And if something changes in that, you know, you go to that shit, you laugh about it, but you get back on task, you know. But it's still you. It is natural. It's not scripted. It's not scripted. Definitely always hadn't been like that. Yeah, it's not scripted. Uh, I mean, I think uh, it, we, I appreciate that, too. Um, you know, I think for when we first started, it would, for me, I know I, I, I didn't feel natural. I felt like I had to be, like, on a script and just wasn't, like, I hated talking in mics. I hated hearing my voice, you know, all that shit. So I think after time, it became a little bit more uh, natural or whatever. Man, I when we do when we did edits and shit, I used to hate hearing my voice. I would listen to the episode like, man, that's trash. Um, but I think it just came out. Uh, and as much as we 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 try to do like topic, we try to do talk. But I think the the spontaneity of the format. Mm-hmm. Jeez, sorry, that was <laughs> Nicki Minaj came on TV and <laughs> she was looking right. She is looking right. Jesus. She always looks nice when she doesn't wear a lot of makeup, dude. When she mm-hmm. when she wears a lot of makeup and crazy shit, she right now, boy, she looking like two snacks in a. Whew. Anyway, and she got uh, a zipper in the front. And Lord. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but so yeah, so I, I, you know, I think just keeping it the way you know it is, it's just and just being consistent. I know he jokes, but it's like you know, shit happens. You know, we we try to record every week. You know, sometimes it don't work out, but you know, we definitely want to be more consistent than less um my question was you you had mentioned about you know the therapist and i know you you know been going to the therapist and so forth what was the deciding factor of you uh deciding to do the, uh, a therapist because therapy excuse me therapy and more specifically the black community and more specifically black males isn't a common thread you know so i was like what what prompts you to really decide like i need to do this um anxiety which we've talked about on the podcast a million times mm-hmm. um when we talked about it i remember one of the first times we talked about it i was saying that like i felt like anxiety was some shit only white people deal with cuz i'm like and my my logic was that black people have spent the entirety of their the entirety of blackness the time that blackness has existed have spent the entirety of blackness have, having to deal with shit whether you go back to slavery or even if you go back to uh, Jim Crow or segregation, any of that kind of shit, like just dealing with like or even like, you know, inner city poverty, like, you know, welfare, like this, like white people I mean black people have customarily been tough, like because they just got to deal with shit like single moms because because niggas leaving like all kinds of like we are just accustomed to dealing with hard shit. So when shit comes up, it's like. Uh, my car broke down. That's small. That's small potatoes to a black person, dog. Like we dealt with way worse than that. So I always f- was saying that I felt like anxiety was like white folk shit because they're not accustomed to dealing with hard life. Because you know, because they white. <laughs> but but <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. About yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, obviously there's obviously there's white people that have had hard hard lives or harder lives than some black people. But like by and large. White people, <laughs> you, you, you got the golden ticket if you're born white. And so, like, I kind of, like, I don't want to say I talk down on it, but 
I, I didn't take it seriously. And then when I started experiencing it, and, and Baylor sent us feedback about it, like him dealing with it and shit. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if he said that he sees a therapist, but he's definitely talked about uh, having anxiety and like breaking down at times. And um, once I started dealing with that, it was really hard for me to reconcile because it's a confusing feeling to not know to feel a certain way, but not really know why you feel that way. And it kind of I got to a point where it was like going to work was such a like the drive to work was like just like insanely stressful. Like, I don't know what I'm going to have to deal with when I get there. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what I have to. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know. What I, I don't know what I'm gonna have to deal with. You know, when I get there, and that lack of certainty on like, is today gonna be a shitty day? Am I gonna have to deal with something fucked up? Am I gonna have to uh, get chewed out by someone higher up in the company than me? Am I gonna have to deal with this? Deal with that? Like that uncertainty about how whether or not I'm gonna have a fucked up day, whether I'm have a good day. Like it just made the drives to work like really shitty. And when you don't know why you feel a certain way, it makes you have a different perspective on how you look at your life. And combining that with the fact that I had all kinds of other shit going on that was fucking with me, like like not sleeping, um, feeling like uh, like angry all the time, you know, like like. When I I think I think one thing that was really a big indicator for me was when I started smoking weed way more. I started drinking way more, and like when you drinking like like you know we like when Tony was here we talked about you know fifth the night Mike. It's like when you get to a point where you can drink like a fit a whole fifth of something in the night and still feel functional the next day. It's like okay I might have a problem. <laughs> like maybe I should cool out a little bit, and it's like. All that shit kind of came together at once. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to talk to somebody just so I can kind of try to wrap my head around how I'll be feeling and shit. And when I got to him, when I started seeing him and shit, there was like one or two times in there was like one or two times specifically where we had conversations and just through me talking about like shit that happened during that day, I'm such a like a, a self self-aware kind of person that I was like having like, I don't say breakthroughs, but like I was learning why I was responding to things in a certain way just by talking. Mm -hmm. And like I would have like the next day where I would go to work and I feel fine and I get to work and I was like, shit, you wouldn't even feel no kind of way when you was driving in here. And it was because I had like an epiphany, like just like just just from talking and shit. So yeah, I mean it it, it was just a situation of me trying to, figure out why I was feeling a certain way and like I, I and it was like okay you drink too much you smoke too much you you you, you got to figure out something and like you know and then like the fear of um uh like not living to see your kids grow up because like when you feel that way like this almost like sick feeling all the time and you ain't sleeping you drinking a lot you smoking a lot you putting on a lot of weight like you you know you feel like oh man I've, I'm like way more tired going up one flight of stairs than I should be like oh and then you start thinking, like what's that like my heart beat it funny like is that is what's going on or you like like little things like start to all kind of like freak you out like when you get to that point it's just like okay I got to figure out how I can fix myself 
So that was my move. I was like, if I go see a therapist, maybe I can fix myself. And I feel like I'm getting there, but I think a lot of my anger issues are not resolved. And I don't think they will be because I don't think my anger issues are like some old buried deep shit. Like when niggas be like, yeah, uh, I'm angry because I got molested when I was seven. Like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh at y'all who got molested when y'all was kids. But like, I don't think that um, my anger issues are based on some like some repressed shit. My anger is just based on the fact that this country is like fucked up. But <laughs> so I don't feel no kind of way about that. But yeah, that I mean, that's what that's what took me there. And I feel like I've gained from it. So I'm 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 gonna keep going until I feel like I don't need it no more. How often do you go? Every week. Oh, okay. Like once a week. Yeah, every oh, okay. Tuesday. Cool, cool. Uh, do you want to um... cue up Baylor's next email? Sure. Well, is that what you were gonna say? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> so his next one is is labeled fan shit. Uh, so I don't know what that's gonna be about, but let's find out. And another thing. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know, look, this is a real. You talking to a real fan, and I'm I'm a grown man. I'm 36 years old. I look. I'm I'm, I'm secure with myself, and, and I'm okay with saying we're calling myself a fan. You know what I'm saying? Not a listener. Not a cat that just tunes in or whatever. Um, he about saying, to he about to right? ask to suck our dicks. Hundred percent. Know the certain shit that y'all do, like. <laughs> There's going to, like, I, almost every episode, you know Otis is going, like, when Mike is talking, you can hear the nigga breathing. You can hear old breathe, breathing in the background like Darth Vader. All the time. All the time. You hear this shit. Like, I think he's asleep or whatever. Sometimes he, he is asleep. When Otis started talking, <laughs> when Otis started talking, and he said something... It could be anything. Like like the last episode, you were talking about how how your wife was out of town or whatever. Been out of town for uh, for a cool minute. And then Mike goes, hmm. <laughs> you ever, oh, you know this shit is true, but I know you're laughing right now. You ever notice when, when Mike learns something or whatever the case may be? It could be some new information or he didn't know her or he forgot. That nigga be like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fan, uh, only he real listeners fan. know, big dog. <laughs> only real fans know. Only real fans know. But um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Hmm. <sighs> <laughs> Where you go? Hmm. <sighs> no, nah, I think your shit be um. When you try, when you talk about something and you get frustrated by it, and you just go, <sighs> yeah, maybe that's just, yeah, and the I, just exasperated exhale. And, like, and I'm pretty sure I've been frustrated. Uh, if we're 198, probably 160 episodes, I probably <laughs> had frustrations. So that's that's definitely uh, that's definitely true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I you know we we talked about his last comment. You know, just keep doing the same shit. Does he have a third one? Or do we need to move yeah, he has a third one. I was about to apologize for consistently lighting my cigar, but my fucking... I got this fan blowing on me, and I know it's blowing my cigar out, so I keep having to relight it. So, his last one is... Uh, yeah, same here. His last one's called Female Comedians, and oh. I know I was mad slanderous of female comedians last week. So, I'm curious. Because I'm just say. like, man, they don't be funny, dog. Like, I mean, like... Uh, 
I'm, I'm sorry, dog. Like, ain't nobody ever. You said, who is your top five favorite stand-up comedians? Ain't nobody going to mention a woman, dog. And it's not because women ain't funny. It's just because, like, the stand-up comedians don't be that great, dog. Like, you got a woman in your top five? Samora would be the one I would mention other than uh, Wanda Sykes. But would you put either of them in your top five? No. I'm going to answer for you. No. Nah. You wouldn't. <laughs> like, so I'm just saying. Like, you ain't going to put none of them in your top five. Would you put Samora in your top five? I'm not going to podcast right now. I'm, I want to light my cigar. Y'all like, I just want to smoke. Yeah, I want to smoke. It's <laughs> my third one, by the way, folks. We, we do. I'm ahead. We do the talking. She would probably run out six. Cause I think she's funny as shit. Adele Gibbons. I will put her up there too, cause she's funny as shit and she's real. Top five. Like if you could do it, like can you do a top five? Who be your okay? Top five. I'm old school. You know what? I got you. Yeah, I would. Mom's maybe, cause I'm old. Mom's maybe. Mom's maybe. Mom's maybe. Mom's maybe. Red Fox, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. So Mom's maybe is in the top five. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever heard Mom's maybe shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mom's maybe. I mean, she was. She was like she broke ground for the motherfuckers. Like, she was raw. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm I fifty. Still put her in my top I'm, 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 but I'm fifty three, so I, I, I grew up on her shit. So I've heard a lot of her shit, you know, and she was funny as, as hell, and she was raw. Ooh, who who around the five? You said four, right? So I far. said four so far. Yeah. Damn. See, and you you, you still, know you can't even think of the fifth person, and you still ain't put some more in there. Cat, uh, Cat Williams. There you go. Cat right. Williams. Kevin Hart is not really funny to me anymore. You know, because he's doing the same shit over and over again. Oh. Uh, Chris Rock, you know, he's sporadic, you know. Yeah, I'm stopping there. Okay. See? I already know you would put, put no, no female comedian in your top five. It sounds so... It don't don't think about how it sounds because at the end of the day, oh, no, I mean I'm not gonna do it. I'm, I mean I don't. It's not. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm just like, saying it just, sound, it sounds it just fucked sound up, but like, I wouldn't. But you I'm ain't like, gonna put no female in your top five. Like <laughs> I mean, I mean you you're right, but I mean yeah, it just yeah, it, it just doesn't fit now. So uh, could yeah. you can you do a top five? I don't know if I can at the moment. Uh, I always thought I think Pryor is probably my favorite out of all of them. Then it would probably be uh, Eddie. Uh, are we just talking about stand-ups or just are we talking about stand-ups? I'm assuming we can expand it if you want. Wait, Jerry fucking Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld as as stand-up of because of the TV show. Stand-up. Have you ever heard Um, I don't think I have actually. Jerry Seinfeld is fucking hilarious. I don't think I've heard any of his. Yeah. So is Carlin your number one? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I could do a, a five, but I. Hey, Carlin was super fucking political. <laughs> like, that was that was his shtick. The comedians back then, Carlin, Fire, they would catch so much shit today. Absolutely. You know that they would shit, every not, single one of the people you've named would catch it. But see, but see, their shit was more 
racially charged and energetic. You know, they focused on that shit. Oh yeah, they didn't give a fuck. I'm just saying, Miles. Well, it probably the exception maybe of her. Uh, uh, Red Fox would catch it for shit. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, shit. Eddie Murphy's catching it for shit. That's on. He got. I think is it Raw that's on Netflix or Delirious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, one of those. You know, I, I don't think he's catching, it, but I'm just like Robin Harris. Robin Harris. Now, uh, Bernie Mac still Robin Harris style. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. No, I, I can I can see that. Yeah, for sure. Because when Bernie Mac first started, he didn't have that like that. You know, that's Robin Harris. Robin Harris died. Bernie Mac like shit. Let me get this money. That motherfucker has baby baby. Like, Robin Harris died so I can live. I can fucking live. And he did that shit though. Fuck Steve Harvey. That asshole, arrogant bastard, bitch, motherfucker. Woo! Okay. Don't like him at all. All right. At all. Okay. So is this like now we had your top seventeen? Yeah, <laughs> you read off mad names. So where where you at? Are do you, can you continue, Otis, or are you, or is it my turn? Uh, no, you can go ahead because I don't really have a solid one, a solid top one in my top. top I don't know if I could rank, but number one is George Carlin. Number two is probably Dave Chappelle. Number three, Chris Rock. Um, number four, probably prior. Um, number five, I would say maybe, pr- yeah, mm, man, t- I kind of want to put Cat Williams in there. Um, I'm, I'm debating between Cat Williams and Eddie Murphy because Cat, because Eddie Murphy is so fucking like legendary that it's hard to not put him in the top five. But when I think about Eddie Murphy's stand-ups, I think of two. When I think of Cat Williams stand-ups, Cat Williams got a gang of bomb-ass stand-ups. Yeah, so he, like he did his stand-up like, game is pretty his, dope. Yeah, and it's like his appearances in movies and shit like that. Like it's like okay, whatever, it's cool, yada yada. And Eddie Murphy has a far better movie career than than Cat Williams. But like on stand-up quality. Man, Cat Williams, man, man, he's he's got some shit. So like, I'd probably put, I'd probably round out after the, after, uh, Carlin, Chappelle, and Rock. I'd probably round it out with, uh, yeah, I'd probably round it out with uh, Cat Williams and Eddie Murphy. That's real. I think I, <laughs> I wish you, I wish I would, I wish you, well, I wish you would have lived longer, did more stand-ups. But I felt like, uh, Patrice O'Neill had the potential of being such. Uh, in the greats of stand-ups. If I ranked my great individual stand-ups, Patrice O'Neill's Elephant in the Room would be... It's Elephant in the Room, Elephant right? in the Room, yeah. Would be, would be in the top five. That is sure. one of the funniest That's one of the best stand-ups. stand-ups I've seen. And I put that against a lot of fucking stand-ups. And I put Kevin Hart's very first one, I'm a Grown Little Man, I put that in there too. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, that was a fucking great one. If, if I ranked individual stand-ups, and I'd have to eliminate Carlin because he has so many, like... If I if I made a top five that like I could easily make the top five just be five, five of Carlin's twenty stand ups or whatever. But like eliminate eliminating Carlin to make it a bit more level. Like individual stand ups would be Chappelle's Killing Him Softly, Chris Rock's Bigger and Blacker, uh, Cat Williams' um, Pimp Chronicles, um, Patrice O'Neill's Elephant in the Room, and what was the other one I said? Um, Oh shit! What was Cat that? Williams? No, I oh. said Cat. Um, 
after you mentioned Patrice O'Neal, I was like, that was a, that was his great stand up, and then I said another one. Did you say um, Chris Rocks? I did now, but I don't think I said it at the time. Lenny Bruce. That, I definitely didn't say Lenny Bruce. <laughs> 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 uh, I can't. Now, nah, fuck! I just lost the last one. Oh, uh, Kevin Hart's uh, first one. Uh, I'm a grown little man. Grown little man, definitely one of my favorites. Like I say, uh, Elephant in the Room was one of my favorites. Uh, the first two uh, cat ones, the, uh, the one we had the green suit on. That's not Pimp Chronicles. Is that Pimp Chronicles? I don't know. But that whatever I don't know it. But that's the one. The one yeah. we had the green suit on. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. So if that's not Pimp Chronicles, one insert whichever one is the yeah. one where he had the green suit on. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I man, and so those are those are probably my favorite, my favorite stand ups. What was the one Chris Rock when he had on like the purple and had the big CR in the background? I don't. Was, it was either bigger and blacker or his bigger, first one. Um, bring the pain. Br- no, I don't know pain. which one he was wearing that. Yeah, but bigger but and blacker was, was my the big CR. In the back, I, yeah, I, I don't was, remember which one. I always looked at like that could be Chris Rock or that could be the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> 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 I never thought this. <laughs> that's fucking brilliant, dog. Because like, he's like you said, he had on purple. Like, oh, yeah, that's like perfect. it was the Colorado Rockies colors and shit too. That's uh, fucking perfect. But yeah, that was one of my favorite favorite ones. Yeah, I can't remember which one is which, but yeah. uh, I put bigger and blacker slightly ahead of Bring the Pain. So I don't know. I don't remember which one. Like what clothes he's wearing and which one? And I think "Bring the Pain" is the one you're referencing, but yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure. But like "Bring the Pain" is a close second in his in his standups for me. And I probably put honorable mention uh, Martin's uh, "Run Tell That." Run Tell That. Yeah, uh, that was a pretty good one. Um, y'all have any recent ones y'all seen that was pretty good? Hmm. Shay Michael. Oh, Michael Shay. That was real good. Yeah. That was real well, good. So funny story. He's over here watching it with me, and I had watched it before. I just we, we was drinking and shit. And I just turned something on just to have something on, and I had it on like twenty thirty minutes, and I didn't think he thought it was funny. He turned it off. So I just turned it off and went to something else. He told me the day later, like, man, it was funny. Why would you turn it off? I'm like, why you ain't nigga? You were laughing. Like he wasn't <laughs> responding. I was so I'm just. But I was just like, I'm sitting here like, well, shit, man. You know, I want to be a horrible host. If you know, it's some shit you don't like, I'll just turn it off and turn something else on. I'm like, shit, I would have known. I would have kept it on because I thought that was that was a pretty funny one. Uh, I saw Michael Shea live, dog. Really? Yeah, that, that shit was dope, dog. Okay. It was it was after that stand up, and he did. Cause like he wasn't like that stand up popped off, but he wasn't really popped off. So he kind of recycled this, a couple this, of them jokes. Is this prior to him being doing the Saturday Night Live? No, 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 no. No, this was fairly recent. Like it was right after that, cause that 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 stand up was on Netflix. Mm. So like it was right after that. So he did a couple of the jokes from that stand up at the thing that I went to. Oh, okay. But I mean, but it still was. It wasn't like a, a fully recycled joint, and that shit was funny as fuck, man. Like he was mad cool, dog. And then he did. We we didn't get close enough to do one, but like he stayed on the stage and long enough for people because you know they like like now at comedy shows they zip your phone up in them bags and you can't get it out. He stayed up long enough for us to go like for the show to be over, people to go back get their phones out and come back to the to the to the stage and he was like taking selfies with people and shit oh, that's dope. and we we just 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 missed it like i mean if he had stayed five seconds longer we'd have got a photo with him but yeah he was he was fucking awesome dog 
And then, um, like we talked about last week, Chappelle's, uh, Chappelle's show here was great. Um, but like recent ones that have actually like, you know, been widely released. Um, I can't think of one that I thought was like really dope. That Wanda Sykes one you mentioned was good. That was really good. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, how'd you like Chappelle's two, um, two he did? The first two he did. The ones that were on Netflix, they were good. They they weren't like great, but like they were, they were good. Like I was... (laughs) I was still, yeah, I was still, you know, thoroughly pleased. And I was concerned that when I went to go see him, he might recycle some of them jokes. But they were too, po- like, they were too big of a deal on Netflix for him to bring some old shit. Nah. And, like, he, he was. And I think motherfuckers here would have called his ass out. Yeah, and he, he said that. Like, he was like, I appreciate the fact that if I fuck up, y'all call it out. And if I kill it, y'all will, y'all will give me the props. And that's what it was. Like, he killed it that night. He had a great show. He talked about his time here, that the one that went wrong. And. Like I said, it was it was a great show, man. I was very happy about going to that and not not getting a not getting a fucking blowed out fucking Dave Chappelle who's who can't function because he smoked Danny Brown's weed. Nah, that's funny as fuck, dude. Yeah, he yeah, he, he probably had to feel fucked up about that shit too. Yeah, he was like he was like yeah, I was. He, I mean, it was already out, but he was like yeah, you know the guy like I was fucked up that night and I was uh I was smoking with Danny Brown. And he was like, you know, I'll just smoke it with him, you know, and I went out here and I bombed. <coughs> and he was like, he was like, then I went back and listened to Danny Brown's music. And I was like, that's the nigga I was smoking with. <laughs> like, like, yeah, bro. Like Danny Brown be on everything. Bro. That's so, funny. Yeah, but that was fun. But let's uh, let's go queue up uh, Baylor's uh, female comedians. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, that's how we got on it. <laughs> And another thing about the female comedian, I'm with O. Like, I've never, I ain't going to say never, that's the wrong word. Let's let's take that back. It's probably less than a handful of women comedians that I find actually funny. I knew what the problem was a long time ago. I've been, you know, Def Comedy Jam, um... Uh, the Def Apollo, Comedy Jam has some women shit, on it, right? Sure, Mainly Def Comedy Jam yeah. on Apollo. You can't really get you can't get jiggy like that. But the main, I think one of the main reasons why we don't find a lot of com- uh, female comedians funny is because the delivery and the content together, the cadence, all that shit, man. That's why Wanda Sykes is so dope because she got a weird ass voice, but she can cover everything. The one thing that turned me off about um, female comedians is that early on, like in the 90s, they all talked about sex. Yep. And it shit yep. was so irritating. Like, they were always talking about niggas' dicks and not hitting it right. And and it's like, I don't want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? And and as, as far as males, like, we just, we talk about everything. You, y'all talk about Dave Chappelle, and he is a genius. And I think... <laughs> I think uh, what Mike said about people were saying that he might be tone deaf about what's going on. I think I think he has always been two steps ahead of us. I think he's smart enough to know when to get out, when to jump in, and I think I think he still has an itch to do it, but he doesn't want to deal with the backlash. You know what I'm saying? Because he might make fun of the actual backlash. You know, because I think he's I think he's just one of those cats that's always two steps ahead of us. And he got I mean, you don't offer a nigga 50 million dollars for for another season. You know what I'm saying? For nothing. And um, 
No, but going back to the women, like it's that's just what it is. I think it's just the content. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm not gonna lie to you. Some of the females we watched, do what we watched their stand up or their little bit for a second because they was cute. <laughs> you know, it was a couple of it's some some classic women out, out there that's you know Simone, cute. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, nah, man. It's it's not too many uh, female comedians that that I can say like, yo, it's just crazy, hilarious. Like a female uh, a female comedian never made me cry. You know what I'm saying? Like like you know just you know outbursts of just cries and laughing and shit like that. Never. I've never I've never heard a, a hilarious female comedian. Wanda Sykes probably is at the top of that. You know, chain Sarah Silverman. I mean, she just, she just borderline like slightly cute to me, she, and she's cool, funny, uh, whatever. She did the back, the blackface thing. That's not cool. Um, and who else? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it, you know, Adele Gibbons is all right. You know, uh, Monique was never funny to me. Mm-mm. I watched her show and I don't even know why. But as far as her stand up, I understood why Netflix didn't give her that. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Come on. I'm not going to sit up there. I, I don't think I've ever watched a Monique special, period. You know, unless it, I was just, you know, skipping through. But other than that, no. Let's just keep, let's just keep it real. You got to come with better content. You know what I'm saying? So that's about it. I think this is my last feedback. I don't know. I don't care either. <laughs> it was his last feedback. Um, One yeah, thing I mean, he mentioned. Huh? No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, one thing he mentioned that talking about uh, content and his point about them always making it some sexual shit is, man, that shit is so true, dog. Like, and it's not like, it, it, I feel like it sounds sexist to say that we don't want to hear y'all talk about your pussy or your fucking period and all that kind of shit. But it's not that we don't want to hear you talk about that. It's that that can't be the entirety of your act is about, fucking the guy that you fucked last night or like i said your period and all like that. that can't be the entirety of your act because now you you just a one note comedian and that's what like he said that's what a lot of them was doing back then i will say uh i don't like her now but amy schumer um had a stand-up that i really liked like i think it was like her first one um that was really good um and yeah like he mentioned um uh, who did he mention before Sarah Silverman? Oh, Wanda Sykes. Wanda. Yeah, Wanda Sykes. That that last one was good from her. And I enjoyed um, her in most movies she's been in and shit, especially mm-hmm. Pootie Tang. She's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, she has her moments, but yeah. So I mean, shit. It is what it is, man. Like like you said, bring better content. Like don't be one note. Like the male comedians aren't out here talking about like yeah, I fucked this one bitch last night. All oh, my dick this, my dick that, and. Oh yeah, we uh smoking weed all the time. Like it, it like talking about uh current events and making that shit funny and relatable or talking about shit that my favorite thing is talking about making jokes about shit that you shouldn't make jokes about. Like if you're a comedian who can make a joke about I don't know, something something fucked up and make it funny. Like, that's my favorite shit. Because I'm like, man, you fucking genius that you were somehow able to make the Holocaust funny. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I 
I mean, that's, that, that's the biggest, I guess, one of the bigger uh, uh, pluses of, like, Chappelle. Like, Chappelle makes shit funny that probably shouldn't be funny. Now, with, with that, some of the funny shit I've seen recently was to Just Them 25 with Dave Chappelle and Dio Hewley. They ad-libbed through their skit and just fucking killed that? it. The Def Jam 25. You seen oh, that okay. shit? Oh, okay. No, I didn't see that. Oh, my. This, oh you got to no, see No, no, wait, shit. wait, wait. I did see that. I did see that. They fucked up so much, but they kept going back with it. Yeah, yeah, but I did see that. fucking hilarious. That was pretty funny. You're right. They off the cuff just made that fucking show because without that segment, the show would have been stayed. It would be like, yeah, it was all right. It's like rappers freestyle and shit. Like, yeah. I feel like good comments can just come off the hip because that's just what they do and shit. Yeah, I mean, just, just Chappelle, like, okay, try this shit again. Black people in America, <laughs> I can't even say this shit, you know, but they just made it so funny. They're like, you fucking up again, you know, and they just ran with it. And the shit was just fucking hell. I, listen, how my man said about tears, I was I was in tears rolling. Like, <laughs> I was high too, so it, it helped, you know, but it was funny as fuck. I think I, I've learned to start, like, I think comedians and, uh, what was it, comedians and cars with coffee, uh, Seinfeld. That's yeah. Like, I just it's like a new hearing, season of that coming. Oh, man, it's fucking great. Uh, yeah. That's some of the best news I've heard for TV in a while. Um, <laughs> I just like hearing, like, comedians talk. Like, I don't know, that's, that show made me just like, just, like, yeah, it was just like the small bits with uh, Kings of Comedy, where they just show and them just I, talking and shit. I was, I was. Waiting to to interject that like shame on me for leaving out Kings of Comedy. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But like just like in the small bits, whatever, just just talking like they're on the basketball court, you know, just kicking the bullshit. You know, I don't know. Those are those are like interesting times in comedy for me. But yeah, c- c- comedians and cars of coffee, fucking awesome fucking concept. Dog. Oh, and and, and ma- ma- masturbation aside. Um, I'm a big Louis C.K. fan as far as like his his stand up. Yeah, he's another one that can make shit that's not funny funny. He's uh, the best at that. Yeah, he, he makes shit funny. Good. Like dog, that motherfucker will make rape funny. That motherfucker <laughs> will make like uh, child porn funny. Like all kinds of shit that, you, that should not be funny by any means. He will make that shit funny. And to Ed's point about uh, being kind of like off the cuff, like that to me, like those are my favorite moments on Saturday Night Live. Like, I don't even really like Saturday Night Live like that. It's better now. But, like, there was a time where I didn't I didn't like Saturday Night Live at all. I didn't watch it. But, like, I'll, I'll catch it every now and then. And my favorite part of Saturday Night Live is when, like, somebody says something funny and you could tell it's kind of off the cuff. And then the other people on the stage, like, kind of start laughing and shit but be trying to hide it. Bro. Oh, did you watch, did either of you watch when they did... Um, a new version of All in the Family and the Jeffersons. No, I totally missed that. Duh, they did like a live version, uh, a new version of All in the Family and the Jeffersons. And dog, this nigga Jamie Foxx, dog. Oh my God. Dog, he was George Jefferson. Man, dog, that shit had me rolling, dog. Because like, I was watching it because it was first it was All in the Family and then it was Jeffersons, right? So I'm watching the All in the Family shit, and I'm like, yeah, this shit, uh, yeah, it's all right. You know, Woody Harrelson was playing um, uh, Archie Bunker. and um, Didn't expect that. Yeah, it was, it, it was whatever, right? So then, like, the doorbell ring, and he don't open the door, and you could just hear a voice on the other side. And I'm like, is that Sherman Hemsley? I'm like, dog, is that, is that Sherman? And he opened the door, and it's fucking Jamie Foxx, dog. And, and the, his Sherman Hemsley press was phenomenal. But then he comes in. And like he he like I think he fucked up a line and then like he like 
started like joke like you could tell it was totally impromptu and he started like like joking off his fuck up and shit and like you look at the background and like Woody Harrelson is like stifling <laughs> laughter and he's like and he kept going like not kept going not kept going in the sense of like I'm staying on script he kept playing off of the fact that he fucked up off he yeah. fucked up yeah. and like man it was so funny dog I was I like oh fun, I, I was like I was about I was just about to cut the shit off I'm like man this shit ain't funny and then Jamie Foxx came in with that George Jefferson dog and I fucking lost it dog that shit like I I watched the the Jeffersons one where they had him in it completely and it wasn't even as funny as his piece on the All in the Family version. So, like, if you could find when Jamie Foxx hit the All in the Family one, man, that shit was so funny, dog. And, like, Jamie Foxx's stand-ups be okay to me. Like, they don't be that great. But Jamie Foxx is fucking awesome when he goes off the cuff, dog. Like, when he's impromptu, man, dog. Like, like the fucking, um, I know you've seen this. When they did the, um, who were they roasting? They were roasting somebody. And that one dude, Doug something, was up there. And Jamie Foxx was just talking about, like, I'm your conscience. Like, why am I still up here? Like, duh. Oh, my God. If you just look up, who are they roasting? Fuck. It was uh, was a football player. Uh, All right, cool. Uh, But, yeah, like, uh, I think his name was Doug Jones or something like that. I ain't never even heard of the dude. But, like, it, he went viral because of how Jamie Foxx was roasting him. And, like, it, it was some football player, dog, I think it was, that um, that they were roasting. But, like, I think his name was Doug Jones. But if you look that shit up, like, it, it was legendary because of the fact that he was roasting dude. And it was, like, totally, like, obviously, like, unscripted. And he kept saying, like, this is your conscience. Like, why am I up here? Nobody's laughing. And then dude would say something. He was like... My joke just failed. I'm just I'm gonna stay up here. Like he kept like narrating like through this dude's entire act. It dog, it was so funny, dog. Like Jamie Foxx is like the best at being like impromptu, dog. Like yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm you have got to see that shit, I, dog. I'll definitely check that out. Check that out. I'm always a fan of just impromptu laughs and shit. Like uh, so I'm shocked you, that you haven't seen it. I feel like I'm because that shit was when it happened. That shit was insanely viral. Like that shit was everywhere, and then it came across, it came across my feed again recently, like within the past few weeks, and I don't know how, but it was probably just one of those things. Like, look at how Jamie Foxx roses one comedian. I don't, I don't know, but it came up again, and I played it for my wife. Man, dog, that shit was still funny again. Dog, watching that shit because I was like, yo, have you seen this? She was like, no, I'm like, you gotta watch this shit. Man, it's good it was when somebody said, you ever seen this? Watch this, and it actually is funny as fuck. Yeah, it's always that weird one with somebody watching. It's not as funny as you want it to be, and you're sitting there like crickets. But yeah, so there's no way anybody would watch that and be like, "Yo, oh, no, I don't I, see why." I, I don't see why it. people thought this was funny. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah. there's been a couple of TV moments where people just kind of hold ass. Like one of them was uh, was Martin when they did the uh, New Jack City. Uh, oh man, fucking scene <laughs> and seeing Tommy trying to hold back laughs, dog. Man, that shit. Oh my god, that shit's so fucking. Let me funny. let me just start by saying I was not a big fan of Martin. Okay, the TV show. Yeah, I didn't think it was as funny as everybody else made it to be. I thought the Fresh Prince was way funnier than Martin. Mm-hmm. But the the scene in Martin when he had the the that fucking fake dog, fake dog. <laughs> man, <laughs> sit, lay, <laughs> dog. That shit. That and, and it's the same thing. That shit was funny 
because they kept in the fact that the rest of the cast couldn't keep it together. Mm-hmm. Like, if the rest of the cast had been straight, it wouldn't have been as funny. No. But the fact that everybody was in the background, like, trying to hide it, they was laughing, and they kept it in. I mean, it's a tape show. You could say, oh, they laughing. Let's just film it again. The fact that they kept it in was fucking brilliant, I almost guarantee that that's, that whole scene would have never been as funny if they were ever to keep that composure. No, it would not. It would that, that's what made the scene funny, funny was the fact that they couldn't keep it together. And then the scene where... Um, the episode where they were like in a cabin or some shit and he got attacked by a raccoon or some shit. Oh, yeah. And they thought it was a dog or something like that. He's like, there ain't no damn cat or whatever, dog or whatever. <laughs> that was funny because the shit was obviously fake. Like, they, they didn't even try to make the shit look real. And it was moving like, oh, it was like on the wheels or some shit moving around. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what make it funny, dog, is the fact that that fuck, shit did What was the episode called? Didn't even uh, keep it real. Were, fuck. I actually know the episode name off the uh, top of my head, man. Which one are you talking about? That that same episode. Oh like, yeah, they no, were, I, uh, uh, Chilligan's Island. That's what the fuck that's the name was. of it. Okay. Yes, because they were. Yeah, I didn't because they were stuck on some island. They, the episode was called Chilligan's Island. Yeah, uh, I wasn't a big enough fan of the show yeah, to even I know was, that. I was totally like, big fan. So yeah, I remember like that was that was my shit. Though. Um, and I think another another skit that was pretty funny. I don't know if you uh have seen that one, but it was. Saturday Night Live, Christopher Walken, uh, um, uh, fuck, Christopher Walken, the actor you don't, you hate, uh, Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell, (laughs) and, uh, the actor you hate, Will Ferrell, (laughs) and they were doing, um, Blue Oyster Coats, uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, and they were in, uh, he's ringing a cowbell. And he keeps ringing the cowbell, and he keeps getting pissed off because he's doing. Oh, was it like some like what, like they were a band in the studio and shit? No, yeah, I have seen yeah, that. No, yeah. that was funny. Yeah, that was so, funny. Was there another situation where the other people couldn't yeah. keep it together? Because that was yeah. Chris, it was a Chris Kattan. Did he not have a shirt on? No, it was a uh, Fallon. Fallon, I think Fallon or Chris. I always mix some. I, I mix them up weirdly. You racist? Yeah, I am. Um, they Chris don't even Kattan, look remotely. The but same. I think it was. Uh, I think it was him though. Um, and and. And they were trying to hold back laughing. Yeah, that that that's that's funny shit. That when he, when you when you able to get the rest of your your other professionals off beaten shit, you know. That's what I love about Saturday Night Live. When I like it is is when they can't keep it together. Mm-hmm. When they when something's going so funny and then like the other people are laughing. Like I don't know if you've seen. I, like Saturday Night Live has been on for eight for for decades. So it's like obviously it's been a million episodes. But like, have you are you familiar with? Um, What's his real name? Um, Bill something, maybe? The dude that's on that HBO show, Barry. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is his name? Because I know him. I like him. Bill Hader. Um, that character he do, Stefan. Mm-hmm. That's like a... Yeah. Like, anytime they bring Stefan... They brought Stefan on, like, that shit will always be so funny because, like, the other people on the stage could never keep it together, dog. He would start doing shit... And they would start like, and then he would start laughing like he couldn't keep it together. Like that kind of shit always, always like kills me, man. We can update is my favorite segment on the show, dog. They, they, they fucking up every time. Every time, and it's always fucking hilarious when um, uh, Norm Macdonald used to uh do weekend update. Oh, uh, man, it was so good. Yeah, like, Norm and then, classic with that shit. Yeah, and then when they stopped having Norm MacDonald doing it, it's probably when I stopped watching it. And I didn't get back into it until this nigga was on it. Uh, Seth, Seth Myers. Seth yeah. Myers. Once Seth Myers got on it, it got funny again. And now that Michael Che and Scarlett Johansson's boyfriend do it, it's, it's, it's straight. So, in other random news, 
seen an article today, um, and it was an interview that Shaka Khan was doing. Shaka Khan? Why would anybody interview her? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know the reason for it. But it's a, I only saw the segment where they were talking about this certain player. So, apparently, he asked, he asked Shaka Khan about, you know, it was, who? He, uh, the, the guy who the host whoever oh he so was. it's not somebody okay. yeah I can't I think I can't think who he is but he asks her about uh, you know you you know you've been popping in the music industry you've been sampled and stuff you know what did you think about you know uh, Kanye's through the wire and basically she goes on this fucking uh, <laughs> tangent about how she hated through the wire really yes why like she thought the song was stupid the sound of it and everything and she sound super fucking annoyed that she just like she even did it like she's like if i would have known it would sound like that i would have never even done the shit i was just like wow but yeah that was so fucking random today i was like why did but i'm sure she's made a ton of fucking money off royalties from the shit but I was just, it tripped me out, though. She just came off such a bitch, though. Like, I don't know nothing about Shaka Khan's personal life. I've never seen many interviews of her. So I don't know if that's just, she was just on some other shit on that interview. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you've uh, you've seen interviews of her, heard her talk a lot. I've heard, heard too many interviews. Matter of fact, that may have been the only interview I've ever heard Shaka Khan on. But she sounded like, matter of fact, dude, I got I to gotta get it, find it, and I'll play it because... I was really throwing off like, damn, is she really like this? Like, this is fucked up. So why are you looking that up? Um, you said that she said that she didn't like the sound of it. Like, why? Like, did she, did she know that his jaw was wired shut? Yeah, because she was saying he came to her and was like, you know, um, that she talks about it in the interview was saying how, you know, came and saying, you know, it's a song that's been on my mind since, you know, I've been going through this accident and shit. And, you know, uh, I was, you know, telling her how he was inspired to do it and so forth and so on. Oh, okay, I found it. Hold on. How did the conversations go with Kanye when he used your song uh, Through the Fire on Through the Wire? Very differently than the song turned out, obviously. Really? Yes. You were, you were not happy with that no. song? You were not? No. Did you speak yeah, to him after? Yes. He called me when he just got out of the hospital. He said, you were so instrumental in my uh, healing process. I had to change the words a little bit to the song, but I had to eat through a wire, you know, and my wire shut through a straw. Blah, blah, blah. It meant that much to me. And it really got my heart. I pulled in my, tugged in my strings. I said, oh, yeah, I use it. Then when I came, I was like, the wire, 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 the and I, I am not insulting. I thought it was stupid. Right. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> if I known he was going to do that, I said, hell no. Did you, um, did you tell him? I never thought, I know, I didn't. What? what? Tell to him say, now, right? Say. Yeah. Right. That's right. why I tell him is silence. Right. <laughs> Give him crickets. Right. Did you, get, well, let me ask you this. Did you make any coins off the song? So what's the song called? Um, through, through, the the wi- through the Wire. Through the Wire, yeah. yes. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> No, I was just like, I was just thrown off. It was just like, she just seemed so fucked up about the shit, dog. Like, how how do you feel that shitty about it? Why do you even do it? Why do you even clear the sample if you was going, you didn't like the fucking shit? I mean, it's not Kodak Black, like, shit, dog. Like, it's like Through the Wire is a trash-ass song. Like, I could see you being mad if, if somebody sampled your shit and they made a whack song. But, like, like, no matter how you feel about Kanye right now, like, Kanye's place in hip hop 
is legendary and cemented, dog. And it started from through the wire. Like, who don't like that song? Like, like. All right, get the fuck out. And <laughs> <laughs> said he never heard it. You never heard through the wire. I don't understand that. Cause like I, 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 I okay, obviously you of a g- different generation than us. No, it's not because like no, I was gonna point that out, but I'm like, music isn't generational. Like, like okay, that is hip hop. Oh, you said you wasn't his. You ain't heard this. You ain't heard this song. That's why I'm like, are you living under a rock? Like how? Like as I said, you cannot be. But still, I mean, like, okay, so if you look at, like, a, so, like, my generation, it's not like I'm, like, I don't, oh, like, oh, I don't remember that song, like, some fucking famous, I don't know, Beatles song, like, I'm aware of his shit, like. I still haven't heard it. I like, I I hate her version of Before I Let Go. Beyonce. Beyonce. I like her little... Rap part or whatever the fuck it is, you know. I still haven't even I heard that. I went to Coachella. Did I you like hear that? that part. I don't even know what you're talking about. <coughs> Beyonce, before I let go. That's the name of her song? She got a yeah, she, she but sample she, Frankie she sampled Beverly. Frankie Beverly. Is this new? Yeah. I ain't never heard it. Yeah. Uh, her little rap part or whatever the fuck it is, I like that part. But the song part, trash to me. Me and my daughter, me and my daughter got to an argument about it. She said, oh, daddy, it's great. It's not great. It's not great. That shit is trash. Hey, I I, I can't speak to it because I haven't heard the song, but um, of course it's not on Spotify. Okay, cool. But I mean, it's on his own title, I'm sure. But uh, I mean, hey, you're not gonna get me uh out here the supporting Beyonce. Yeah. Yo, fuck the Beehive, dog. They can suck my dick. Oh, you be posted on Facebook. How did you get attacked by the Beehive? No. And some of her friends dance for Beyonce. Oh yeah, they, they they tried to get at my ass and shit. And I was like, "Fuck all y'all, this shit trash." Hey. <laughs> he about to fight a bunch of mid twenty year olds. <laughs> he about to fight the Beehive and shit. <laughs> a live Beehive in fucking Cali. That's hilarious. Gonna post post B emojis on his face. <laughs> I have no qualms about uh, slamming Beyonce. I, 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 I mean, I wouldn't slam Beyonce because I think Beyonce is obviously a talented artist, uh, a talented singer, talented dancer. Like, I would never slander Beyonce's talent, but, like, her music don't mean shit to me. Like, I'm just, it doesn't. Like, I, I can't. I mean, that's fair as hell. I mean, I, I don't can't. find myself listening to Beyonce. I mean, I could appreciate yeah. the artist she is and the impact she's made, but I don't, I don't find myself. I don't need to hear no more of that. <laughs> I need to hear no more of that. Yeah, I don't know. Her music just don't. It don't mean shit to me. I'm good. Oh, we we talked about the the debates. I thought uh, Bill De Blasio had a good night, which was surprising to me. I was about to ask you because I was randomly looking on the internet and I seen a picture to show the candidates and De Blasio came up, but I realized you hadn't said that in the bottom, so I didn't know if you really. It's, it's it's just because of the fact that tonight's debate was so fresh in my mind because it was like it ended and then we started recording. So it was like tonight's shit was so fresh in my mind that I couldn't really remember everything from last night. But I thought Bill de Blasio had a surprisingly good showing. Uh, and um, 
Amy Klobuchar had a couple of moments, but yeah. It's going to be real, real, real interesting. I can't wait for the field to get narrowed down and one, to get fewer candidates and they go after each other. But once the actual nominee is chosen with a vice president on the ticket and they got to go and they go at Trump and it's like, man, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to see Trump in the nominee and Pence and the vice presidential nominee. Man, that shit is going to be so lit, dog. (laughs) Bro, I can't be, wait for that. That's going to be TV I'm going to be in front of fucking That's going to be must-watch TV because I guarantee whoever we nominate, like, it's going to be one of those top six people or so. Any of them six is probably going to murk that dude, dog. Like, I, I, man, it's going to be brutal, dog. Like, he's going to get destroyed. It was very good. So, I know I thought about it. So I'm going to have to find I'm going to actually hit him up and see if he got any more. Um, What's that? That's, that's just the Antonio. That's the TAA re- release. Oh, I haven't. Who you say he's gonna hit up? The guy we bought him from. He had did he? Who's that? F- some guy on one of the groups. Oh, okay. Um, he had fivers, a random fivers. Did you like the uh, the leaf? I thought it was just okay. It was decent. It, I I I didn't finish my last third because it was just okay. Hmm. Um, but I, that wait, which leaf? Did, no, uh, uh, Oscar. Oh, okay. I had a leaf by Oscar. Okay, if you said leaf by James, I was about to come across the I table. I just had like, one. The fuck, it was awesome. Oh, okay. No, 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 that's no. why I was like, no, no, you I'm talking about leaf Oscar. by James? Because no, I'm, 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 I'm a flip the table. I had a third left, and I was just like, I can't do no more. Like, life is too short to smoke mediocre cigars. Which one was it? The Sumatra. But 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 I knew that. I but to that said, I didn't really care for the Sumatra back then anyway. Yeah, so I, 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 I like, like the Maduro. Anyway, I like he so. must be talking about the Sumatra. So speaking of, before we close out, um, close out, we done? Almost. It's hour I mean, it don't matter to me. Yeah, I really? Just, hour, you said hour and a half? Yeah, hour and a half. Oh, okay. Um, before we do close out, because uh, nigga tired. Um, this so fifth year of the podcast, and this is also the fifth year of of the Cigar Club, and so. A celebration. We're doing a barbecue this weekend. It's pretty dope. Looking forward to. Um, this might be the first. This is the first barbecue we've done for the cigar. The cigar club, yeah, yeah. So that should be pretty dope. Um, you know, we we talk about randomly. Well, we smoke cigars every podcast. I don't think there's been a podcast where we didn't smoke. It's, I think there was one where you like were sick or something or had a cold I, and you I might not have smoked. Smoke, but but. I did, yeah, maybe one or two out of almost two hundred. Maybe two podcasts I didn't smoke. I've never not smoked. Yeah, I, I think, I, think <laughs> it's, I, I think it was only one episode. I, I and, think it was just the one. And, yeah. it, and even like we would smoke before and then record or whatever when it was cold out, whatever the case. So that's pretty dope. You know, we we put a lot into the you know making sure the group is pretty solid with good people and stuff like that. Hell, I probably I'm pretty sure I don't know if I would have met Ed uh, other through the cigar group. Probably. May have not met Tony, who's been on the podcast before. Um, so, yeah, the cigar group has definitely been a, a good experience of meeting different folks and so forth. So, that would be pretty dope. Um, we have, what, next week is the fourth holiday. Are you off Friday? Yeah, but I won't be here. You Wait, you talking about tomorrow or you talking about no, the no, fifth? No. Oh, well, just next weekend in general. Yeah, no, I'm going to be out of town. Um when you leave, are you leaving on the fourth? Yes. Oh, okay. Are we recording next week? Unless you don't want to, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, okay, well, we'll play it by ear. Uh, um, but other than that, yeah, next week holiday. I might have to work the fifth. Kind of pissed, but 
<laughs> like how much left in there? Uh, but yeah, so uh, thanks for stopping by, Ed. Uh, if you have any uh, questions, comments, all that shit, as always, you can email us at uh, what of no podcast at gmail um, or comment on our Twitter page. We never really get comments on the Twitter page, but if you do, uh, at what of no podcast. And uh, other than that, uh, I guess we'll see y'all next week. Yep. Peace. Peace.